Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. There's glory in the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. Dirt and Sprague on Football Friday. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. All I know is, you mess with me, you got problems. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Hey, let's do this. Final hour. Dirt and here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fam. 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app, and live on YouTube every morning. You can go watch the show there. It's always up on YouTube, too, the entire show. You got a nanny cam on us during commercials. You can see what we're doing. And uh, make sure to like the video and subscribe to the channel. We love you all. Thanks for listening. Uh, lots to get to here in the final hour. We're going to spring the line coming up at 8.30, so get your fake sponsors in at 503-864-6326. That is the Vancouver Ford text line, or send them to the YouTube chat. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Draymond Green because this narrative is really starting to bother me. We didn't talk about that at all yesterday. Uh, what was there to talk about? He got hit with an indefinite suspension. Of course, the league has no backbone or spine. No, they can't just so come So go out do your counseling, Draymond, <laughs> and then we'll welcome you back with open arms. I just I love how he is now getting painted as the victim here. Oh, it's like, amazing. What is What world am I living in? The guy that keeps punching people and choking people, he's the one we have to be careful. We, we could think about Draymond right now. Look, he's going through a tough time we're a quote-unquote team at this radio station yes we are i i i personally i found it rather disgusting the opening segment of the show after us yesterday it was basically an infomercial of why you should just give colin coward all your clicks and your attention because i have draymond and much like enron before the fall Draymond Green's a great teammate to me. Yes, he is. He's a good person. He's never punched me in the face. Yeah, he never kicked me in the balls. <laughs> but he's punched Jordan Poole. <laughs> I just, unbelievable. So that's been going on, and uh, there's something happening this weekend that I would like to to talk about. There, there's a lot of ugliness and bad things going on in college football. Like it, it feels broken to a certain extent. Like This stretch, it's hilarious to me how we have not been able to come together. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday. But to have your free agency and your draft, essentially, and recruiting in the transfer portal take place while the season is still going on, it's just mind-numbingly dumb. Like, coaches are getting ready for games. Bowl games start tomorrow. Tomorrow. There's also a national signing day and the transfer portal window is open. Like, make it make sense. It doesn't. It's chaotic and stupid. And there's idiots that are running the ship. There is, though, a good that is coming out of all of this, and that is if there's one thing that I begrudge most about this sport is that I love it. The passion's great and all that, but there's a lot of weeks where you look at games and you're like, dude, there's nothing. I don't. Uh. Georgia's playing Furman. Alabama's playing Middle Tennessee. There's State. getaway like, weekends for sure. Weekends yeah. you just look at it, it's like, dude, there's no exciting games. We've had we had weeks last year early on in the season where there were no top twenty five matchups at all. Not that it means a lot early in the season, but none that really grab you. The SEC released their schedule on Wednesday night. We hate the SEC, and I I get all the animosity towards them. Dude, this is going to be a product that's going to be really tough to top. We hate the we hate the SEC though, dirt, because we wish we were the SEC. Yeah, in there's a sport. jealousy. Like Georgia, for example, let's just use them. I think Georgia has been. 
I'm trying to think of the right, propped up isn't the right word. They have benefited from a New England Patriots type situation where the SEC East has been bad. There's been no real contender with them in that division. They get that division, don't have to play a lot of crossover games. You don't play Alabama in the regular season. They've had the benefit there. Not Georgia's a great program, we get it. But it's Iowa's division in the Big Ten. Exactly. Yeah. Divisions are now gone in the SEC. Georgia next year will play Clemson in non-conference in the first week of the season. Where's that at? In Atlanta. So it's another neutral site. But Clemson will travel well for that one. It's not far for them. They go to Alabama in September. They go to Texas in October. They go to Ole Miss in November. And that's not counting home games against Tennessee and, you know, who knows what Auburn will be next year. Mm. But it's just one of those things that you circle. Like, there's a lot of negative things that are happening in the sport, and there's a lot of the direction that I don't like. And then I see these schedule releases, and it's like big brands playing big brands. You go up and down the SEC, go look at LSU's schedule. They play Oklahoma in the last week of the season with AM, with Alabama. Um, they also play USC in non-conference, and it's like – I, I hate what's happening, but I love what's happening at the same time, and it's really hard to mix those emotions in me internally. Yeah, well, I, I'm with you. Um, I think the tough thing, and I've said this about the 12-team playoff, is you you are a diehard college football fan. You love West Coast football. You've been a Ducks fan for a long time. Y- even you play into this a little bit. And what I mean by it is, like you mentioned, they play Tennessee. Okay, like Tennessee did not have nearly the season people thought they would this year after such a strong start for mm-hmm. Josh Heupel over there. I, I mean, we I don't feel like we do this with a lot of other conferences. We we talk about Tennessee. I mean, they're run-of-the-mill top 25-ish level team. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and just conclude they're always going to be top 15 to 20 with Heupel. Let's wait and see on that. But because Georgia plays them, it's like, well, they got to play Tennessee. Yeah, and Pac-12 had their schedule this year, and the Big 12 wasn't the greatest conference, but, man, they kind of all play each other, too. I just – this is how they're going to get the big the, the the 12 playoff spots. This is how they're going to fill most of that up. It's because the narrative already exists today. They haven't even played the season, and we're already looking at the schedule going, oh, they got to play that team and that team and that team. And all of these teams are living off more of a reputation of the conference, I think, than they are the validity of level of play that they have. What was Ole Miss's non-conference? What was Missouri's non-conference? None of us can say it top of our head out loud. Missouri beat Kansas State. I know that. I don't know who Ole Miss played. Kansas State, not in the Big 12 title game this year. A little bit of a less than team than what they were a year prior. So that's their big non-conference tilt. What was their SEC schedule? I don't know off the top of my head. I know they had a couple big games, and those couple big games they didn't win, so seemingly they're the Penn State of the SEC every year with Lane Kiffin. Lost to Georgia and Bama, beat everybody else. But those teams get more the benefit than the other versions in other conferences of those teams. The ACC version of Ole Miss, the Big Ten version of Ole Miss, the Pac-12 version of Ole Miss, whoever you want to fill those blanks in, the SEC gets more of the benefit than the other versions of those teams and other conferences. Yeah, you're not wrong with that. Tennessee is probably a bad example to use because they are a one-off team from a year ago. And we'll see what Hypo can do, right? Maybe the young quarterback, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, the Nico kid who they paid $8 million for reportedly. Maybe he takes them back to that point. Tennessee's a good program, not an elite program. They're good. They had a year where everything came together for them. And then the last year, I, they came back down to earth a little bit. Yeah. I think just the larger point that I'm trying to make is this is – 
the, the argument for the good of conference realignment is having more interesting matchups week in and week out in the sport. And by adding Texas and Oklahoma, you just look like Texas playing Georgia in Austin in October is an awesome game for college football. I don't know if Texas is going to be the same next year. I don't know how many other guys are going to be back. I imagine Quinn Ewers will be. Arch Manning eventually will be their starter. Like, that's an exciting game that I circle on the calendar that I say, I want to watch that. Whereas Georgia has not had a lot of those games over the last handful of years. And they've been the best team in college football. But this past season, they didn't play a rank matchup, I want to say, until they got like Ole Miss or Missouri late in the season, and those were their two quality wins on the year. They didn't play LSU, they didn't play Alabama in non-conference, uh, or excuse me, in, in a out-of-divisional game. Their non-conference schedule wasn't great, and so you just didn't really have anything to go off of. Texas, next year in the second week of the season, also plays at Michigan in non-conference. Like, that's an awesome game. That's and a so good game. This is one of the things that I, I, I despise about the sport, and I'm not meaning to, to do this just to prop up Tennessee. Tennessee's whatever. Tennessee's a good... Tennessee's Utah to me. They're you know Utah's probably better than them, but you get the point I'm trying to make. They're good, not elite, not a national title contender. Um, I just, I'm happy that we're at least going to get more good games week in and week out, because as a viewer of the sport, that's what I want. I, I'm I'm with you 100%, and I didn't want to latch on to just Tennessee in your example. That I knew what you were doing. I'm more so just saying, like, I'm just tired of not being able to play in that sport by the same rules yep. as everybody else. Uh, you know, like, we had Matt Stall on. Well, just throw that Auburn game that they should have lost. Throw that in the trash. Doesn't count. What about South Florida? I, I just, like... If Florida State's not beating Louisville by enough with a backup quarterback in the ACC championship game, a top 15 Louisville team that was 10-2, and two, we're supposed to throw the close games that Bama probably should have been losing in the trash just because it was close and they're Bama? I, it's, we're never playing by the same rules, and I know it's been this way in that sport for a very long time. How many commissioners were on the final game day of the regular season basically daring the committee to leave their conference out because he knows they won't? Exactly. Nobody else. It was Greg Sankey. They run the sport. They just do. And I know Bama and Georgia, they win the title in the year they shouldn't make it. Like, that happens, and everybody goes, see, look, this is why they should make it. Well, they out-recruit everybody, so I'm glad they're living up to the hype in those moments, but... They just don't play by the same rules. They play less conference games. For the most part, they don't even leave their home state for these non-conference tilts. Mm -hmm. Good job playing Clemson in Atlanta. I can't wait for 28% to be Clemson and the rest of the percentage is just Georgia Bulldog fan. That's what they do. And then they narrowly win or they win or they lose. And it's either, man, what a win, SEC, or they they lose and it's eh, it's September. Let's see what they do. No other programs, no other conferences get away with the crap that the SEC does. Yeah, I will say this. Prepare yourself early on for, in a 12-team playoff field, like you and I have argued this for a long time now about, will the SEC and Big Ten eventually break away? And what do they want the future of the sport to look like? I, I do think there's a valid argument that will be made that a lot of fans have made about the controversy of the back end of a 12-team playoff it is going to be filled with Big Ten and SEC schools. That's like what. Just, that's my point. Like, pr- yeah, yeah. Bra- brace yourself yes. for that. Now it's going to happen. They're, they're going to argue, and I don't even know. Like, look, I see the whole point about the SEC. I have a hard time looking at some of these schedules though and saying like having to go through the ACC gauntlet's going to be harder than having to play Texas and LSU and Alabama and Georgia, right? Like, I just have a hard time looking and saying playing Duke and NC State and. Clemson, who still is not taking transfers, by the way, that's a whole other thing. Dabo hasn't changed that yet, that that's going to be a harder gauntlet. So it's going to be really hard to judge some of these teams based on their final win-loss record. What at least ultimately will happen, though, in a 12-team playoff, at least for now, we'll see how the future looks, is that this won't be a debate if you win your conference. 
If you win your conference, you're in. There's no like, hey, we're leaving out an undefeated Florida State team. You're in the playoff, and you're going to get a chance to go prove it, which Florida State deserved this year. Um, I, le- I, le- I at least like that there's the automatic qualifier aspect of it, but where this will become an issue, and people will, I mean, we're going to scream and yell about it, just praise yourself now, there's going to be a 9-3 and SEC team that gets in over an 11-1 and non-conference champion like North Carolina State, or Duke has a random year, or the Big 12 is going to go through this as well, because there's just not household brands, there's not national title contenders in most people's eyes, and they're going to get dragged down because of but that. But this, I, I think I said this around week 8, week 9, like, we're going to find a way, people think oh we get 12 we don't have to worry about this conversation the hell we will the hell we will until your team is on the bubble of the 12 and then somebody else with a worse record or a slightly weaker resume but they get sec behind them then they get propped up and you get left out in the cold everybody thinks this conversation is gonna die it's not man It, it really there'd be one this year for the 12 teams, there'd oh, absolutely sure be. be one this year. For sure. And even for the teams that win their conferences, to your point, that get rewarded, no more leaving them out in the cold. Oh, yeah, they will. They absolutely will. They'll get to host the playoff game, but they'll get railroaded in the worst matchup. And they'll get a team that probably can beat them. And then we'll go, well, look at that conference. The whole conference sucks. And it's like, yeah, that team didn't make the conference. That team didn't make these other programs not recruited at an elite level. The SEC's been paying off people for 35 years. They got a bit of a head start on every other conference and the way they did business, and they've propped themselves up properly and rightly so in college football. But we're going to have arguments about the 12, and I'm telling you, Oregon State might go 11-1 and with that record ne- or with that conference and that non-conference schedule, whatever they're calling that stuff. <laughs> if you don't think Oregon State's going to be on the bubble against a three- or two-loss SEC team and oh, they're lose not getting out, in. They're not getting you're not, you're, you're not no. paying attention. You you're have to be not. in a conference. You have to have an automatic qualifier at this point. That's a tough That's the tough one to thread for And I Oregon believe State. we've already heard through a report that they're not going to allow a two-team conference to count no. as the automatic no. qualifying conference, correct? No, they are changing the model to five automatic qualifiers, so it'll be the four power conferences, Big 12, ACC, Big 10, uh, ACC, SEC, whatever, and then the highest-ranked, conference champion from not one of those because the Pac-2 only has two conference teams that are not going to allow that. Yeah. No. So if they were in the Mountain West next year and they were 11-1 and one and they right. won the Mountain West, they would have an automatic qualifier spot. If the 12-team playoff existed this year, Liberty would have been in the 12-team college football playoff. Ugh. So that, that that spot will still exist again in the short term. Who knows how it changes in years to come. Uh, but that, that will be a thing. I just There's a lot of bad things happening in the sport. I'm obviously not going through it from a fandom angle like some others in the Northwest are, and I sympathize with all of you, it's horrible, um, and I wish that there was, there was a way we could turn back the clock. The only part of this that I am excited for is we're going to get better matchups week in and week out. In the Big Ten and in the SEC, there's just going to be more compelling games, more interesting matchups, and I'm all for that because college football, I think, desperately needs it. Uh, let's get to feeling sorry for somebody. We need to think about him. That's next on The Fan. Just want to pass on a PSA for everybody this weekend. Tiger Woods is playing golf. The big cat's back, playing with Charlie. Very excited. Two-day event, PNC Championship. There you go. Yeah, Watch I, it. I don't know, man. It it feels weird, to be honest with you. Um, your sport's dead, and uh, we got to clap because he's playing with the sun. <laughs> he's the savior, man. He's coming. The ah, Jesus is risen. 50-year-old Tiger waiting for Golf. Chuck Woods to be 24 years old. That's right. Is that what we're doing? Golf Jesus is here, man. He's going to play an event every month. Hmm. 
Players Championship, Masters, Majors. Let's uh, go, baby. He's yeah. back. I'm going to watch. Every time Tiger plays golf, I'm going to watch. So I'm excited for that this weekend. Uh, Draymond Green, I think we should feel sorry for him. He's clearly going through a lot right now. He lost his father. Oh, did he? I didn't actually know that. Yeah, Bob Myers left the Warriors. Oh, it's that's a right, father figure for him. <laughs> and so a thirty, a mid-30-year-old man with wife and kids, you know, he... He's going to act out emotionally sometimes. That's not the Draymond that I know. The Draymond that I know. No, he's a good guy, man. When I pay him over a million dollars to do a podcast on my personal network, (laughs) by the way, you can find that network at www.thepodcastnetworkloudvolume.com. When you find the loudvolume.com podcast at www.loudvolumepodcast.com, that Draymond that I know, when I give him $2.5 million to do a podcast on on my volume loud Podcast Network at www.loudvolumepodcastnetwork.com. He's always so great. Never punches me in the face. I The way that this has been spun since the indefinite suspension came down is hilarious to me. Like, even starting in the Woj tweet with the indefinite suspension, which, by the way, way to take a stand, NBA. I like that. What what parameters does he need to meet to get back to action? He needs counseling, like, Dirk. He needs real counseling. Somebody had a great tweet the other day. They said, this dude got suspended in an NBA Finals. He cost a 73-win team, you could argue, a chance of winning a championship because maybe they win if he doesn't get suspended. And that wasn't enough to teach him a lesson. Losing his team an NBA championship was not enough to get through to this guy of maybe I shouldn't kick people in the nuts and maybe I shouldn't be a dirty player and punch and choke people. That wasn't enough to do it. But you think an indefinite suspension and a sit-down meeting with Adam Silver in a leather chair is going to do it? Get out of here. But even in the Woj announcement, it was basically... The, the, he needs to take some time away from basketball to do what's right for him. He, ah. needs, he needs to take care of yeah. what he needs. He's clearly going through some stuff right now. Obviously, I, I just what I I've, I don't know if I've ever seen a narrative try to be spun that this is he's the victim in some way, shape, or like he's clearly going through something. So we need to be delicate here. Let's take a moment to think about Draymond Green and what what's happening in his I, life. Yeah, I also found a lot of the, you had former player podcasts, you had radio stations all over America, national, local, <laughs> like everybody just making excuses. And I'm like, it's good to know all the, all the people who do not watch Draymond Green on a regular basis and their only introduction into Draymond is, hey, Draymond did something today. Gilbert Arenas had probably the best take of all. He's on a take streak this week. It should have been a quake take, basically saying he's just taking out European players. Yeah, I also, Tom Abistro wrote about this. Uh, he punched Jordan Poole last year in the face. His own teammate. In the face. Jordan Poole from Europe? In the face! I, didn't, I missed the memo. Is he, I did not, I don't is know. he French? He could be. Jordan Poole? <laughs> Jordan Poole. I don't know where he's from. I'm Jordan Poole. <laughs> uh, look, he, does he go after European players? I mean, certainly. I'm still disappointed that Nurkic... You know, this is what hurts the most. Like, sometimes bullies need to be hit back. And Yusuf Nurkic is all of 7 feet, 250 pounds of human being. Large man. I know Yusuf is used to just falling to the ground to flop and flail and sell calls. Ah! Legitimately don't know how you get hit like that, and your instincts aren't to just say, oh, no, you don't, Who and do you cold think you clock are? that dude. Yeah. Because I'm asking you, what do you think happens if he responds that way? <sighs> That's a great question. If he hits Draymond clean, Yusuf Nurkic is big enough to drop Draymond Green to the floor. Yeah, then he would be— And then what's our conversation at that point? Right. 
So like this, somebody finally gave him a taste of his own medicine. Yeah, this is you know it's been a bit of a spineless league, and it's been a spineless commissioner on this. Like suspended indefinitely. Cool story, bro. Go make him get counseling. I'm sure that's going to teach him. <laughs> How many do we think it ends up being? North of twenty, sub twenty, fifteen. What do we think? I don't care anymore. Yeah, I, I just I'm tired of it. it. I think it's annoying. I I don't think it's funny. I I don't think it's a good thing to have in the game. And you know what? They're just they're gonna baby him. He's gonna be allowed back. I, he's got three more years at twenty seven million dollars. He's going nowhere. No, he's not walking away from that contract. That's a guaranteed deal. So unless there's some agreed upon buyout where he just goes to a new place, I I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm just exhausted by the topic, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know it. We didn't talk about it yesterday. I just some of the I didn't want to. What's there to talk about? He's well, gonna get counseling, guys. Is that gonna help? Yeah, Text in now. I think it's important to push back on the narratives that are getting thrown out there. Um, like assaulting people is not okay. I don't care what your job is. Like this isn't the NBA anymore. You can't just punch people in the face. Like that's not all right. And he clearly has had a history of doing this. And the fact that immediately as the suspension was handed down, this was spun as some sort of sympathy of we need to get him the help he needs. Like, I mean, Draymond Green has, he clearly has an issue. He's not punching people in his private life. He's not physically assaulting people. He has a problem on the basketball court controlling his emotions. We don't need to feel any sympathy for him. Nobody else has this problem. That's not incorrect, but you're forcing him into it. If if you want to be able to continue your basketball career, you have to go do this before, and yeah. I got enough family experience to confidently say that when you force people into getting the help, that actually drives them further away from the help. Yep. Uh, again, I, I don't, maybe he'll stop You're not kicking nuts for his a year. His quote after the game was, I usually, when I mean to do it, I don't apologize. Oh, and when yeah. I don't mean to do yeah. it, I apologize. So I apologize. It's like, what are you talking about? So when you mean to punch somebody in the face or kick somebody in the nuts or choke somebody, you don't apologize? The problem is it he realized in the moment what well not the moment, but he realized in the postgame what was about to transpire and yeah. what's looming. Yeah. And so he really tried to sell us on he didn't mean to do that. I'm I I don't You could fake you could you could reenact that moment. There's no way you did that without trying to do that. No. And I wish that Nurk would Nurk is Nurk just didn't too soft. touch him and he's flopping and flailing like yeah, he's getting pushed. Yeah. I just wish that he, I wish he would have hit somebody that had the balls to fight back against him because that's he's just one of those bullies that he's not the biggest guy in yeah. the league. He's not the toughest guy in the league. He's just the loudest guy in the league and he's willing or the NBA allows him. Do it against him. Giannis. Exactly. Do, do it against Giannis and you yes. see how, you saw Giannis over a basketball. <laughs> right. Do it against Giannis. That guy with that reach like good luck with that i just i wish somebody would stand up to him in the nba and his team won't do it his league won't do it his leaders in the locker room won't do it steve kerr won't do it like everybody's allowed him to get away with this forever and then we're mad that it continues to happen acting as if something's going to change internally when we've never punished him punished him hardly at all for any of these transgressions well did you did you see his apology this morning no i didn't okay well you can catch it at (laughs) www.loudpodcastvolume.com that's our podcast network he's been a great guy to me but let's go take a listen to the latest uh, podcast on loudpodcastvolume.com. Again, that's loudpodcastvolume.com. I always enjoy when my teammates punch me in the face, makes them a good teammate. Uh, let's get to Sprague in the Line. Your fake sponsor is welcome, 503-864-6326. That is the Vancouver Ford Texan. You can also send them in on the YouTube live chat. We'll do some gambling. We'll do it next. Sprague in the Line. Sprague in the Line. Sprague in the Line. Sprague in the Line. see what we got here today, boys. Spring line brought to you by Brandon's Goff for MVP pick. It is almost <laughs> as bad as the Lions and Chargers offense combined. Oh, my. 
Hey, that was, that, that was just in the moment, you know? You had to be hey, there. It happens, man. It was an experience. Shout out to Ken Barkley, who, by the way, told us about a month ago to put some tickets in on Dak Prescott for MVP. He did. And that has aged very well. Sprague Live brought to you by Porn Spam, like Brandon Sprague. I like big bots and I cannot lie. <laughs> You're all over, man. Why is that presented by me? Dirk's yeah. the one that started that conversation. You're into porn over there. Look at this and look at that. Oh. Spring and Lime brought to you by Swag's Geography Knowledge. The first map he had to study had East Prussia and the Ottoman Empire on it. <laughs> Big fans of the Ottoman Empire. I'm excited. Has Napoleon come out yet? Is that out in theaters? I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah. You I know, got a lot of movies. I'm, well, we're off for a week and a half starting next week. Yeah. I got a lot of movies. I still haven't seen yeah, Oppenheimer. The Oscar, the Oscar push is on. Oppenheimer's fantastic. The, oh. uh, what's the new Scorsese one? called again? Oh, Killers of the Flower Moon. I, I haven't seen that. I didn't even see the new Indiana Jones. I'm an Indiana Jones guy. I never saw Indiana Jones. I'm having like a full movie day where I'm watching nothing but movies. That just got to Disney Plus. Indy did. Okay. I think you'll like it better than Crystal Skull. It's a I little unbelievable so. moments, but whatever. I mean, it's Indiana Jones, right? I, kn- I saw Oppenheimer. You're going to see it and like it. You're going to get a little less experience. The theater does the help. Theater. Yeah. The Barbie movie's good. And yeah, I, I never ha- saw that. I haven't seen Killers of the Flower Moon yet. I'm going to watch that on my vacation, and I'm mad because I saw the trailer for The Holdovers. Have you seen this? The Paul uh, Giamatti? Yes, yes. That came out in October, but they teased it as a Christmas type like type release, so mm. it's barely in theaters anymore, and I'm oh. upset. I wanted to go to a movie theater and watch that. Spring Live brought to you by the new Betwelcher Sprague, like a Sprague pick. Oh, whoa. There's never an actual payoff. Whoa, easy. We're going to do it in the last segment. If yeah. you have any last-minute bet payoff ideas... Text them in. Why am I getting attacked? I have them I have them written down. We're going to do this in the final segment. It's a Friday. I have them. YouTube viewers, you can see them. We're going to put them in a hat, and Sprague will pick. And then, uh, like, Monday or Tuesday, we'll do it. Probably, we'll try to do it Monday if we can. Pull it off. Um, so, yeah, if you got any ideas, send those in. All right, here we go. Last week, uh, rough week for Sprague and I. One and two combined. Swag won the week with a two and one. Hit on the Colts-Bengals over a 44. Oh, piss off. Niners covered against the Seahawks 10 and a half. Uh, the Dolphins did not cover against the Titans. That was your loss. Sprague, you hit on the Broncos plus two and a half against the Chargers. Missed on the Lions and Bears over a 43. And the Eagles plus three and a half against the Cowboys. Oh, my. I hit on only the Cowboys and lost on the Colts against the Bengals and the Lions against the Bears. So my hot streak is cooling off. Yeah. Uh, season standings now, I'm at 27 and 15. Sprague is at 19, 22, and 1. Yeah, baby! And Swag is at 18 and 24. <laughs> we have a vicious cockfight right going there. on for that last place spot, for that spot. And I'm, I'm still within reaching oh, distance. I'm, I'm still trying to catch you. you You're can. not the only one. I'm limping to the finish line, man. My heater's done. Uh, so that's where we're at standing-wise. Swagard, the T-Box is yours. Uh, I'll take the first one up. Saturday morning, you get a Saturday triple header. I think it's all on the net, uh, NFL Network. Bengals that. hosting the Vikings. The Bengals have uh, adjusted to life without Joe Burrow. Uh, the Vikings are playing quarterback roulette. Apparently, Nick Mullins going to start again. Uh, I will take the Bengals at home, minus three here. They they at least know how to work with Jake Browning now. They've got all their wide receivers back. They figured out how to run the ball a little bit. There's some balance. Defense. Is how about the good? defense? And yeah. the defense is is holding up their end of the bargain. So it takes a team to win. What a funny concept. They the just seem to have a plan where I don't know what the Vikings are doing. Yes. Nick Mullins is starting. That's what they're doing. Josh Dobbs is now their third stringer. By the way, they bumped I, him all down all I, the way down to I third know. string. Is it? I I'm. 
I never mean to question you guys. I just think it's fair for the second. Uh, right now on Vegas Insider, it says DraftKings is at three and a half. Is the local line Ooh. at three? I'm looking at. Uh, I believe you. I'm just. I'm trying to verify. I'm here. pulling up our DraftKings right now. Because you had this one last week, and, and if I get these, it's fair to call it out. Well, I'm just the curious. sports desk is sponsored by Spirit Mountain Casino Sportsbook, okay. and I'm looking at Spirit Mountain Casino Sportsbook. Okay. At the Spirit Mountain and it's three dot com, and it's minus three. Okay, great. I put it down for you. There you oh, go. Giving him the hook. All right. Okay. <laughs> You're okay. All right. I did that for you with. The I one know. game, uh, the, the one time. That was a locked in bet earlier in the week that I texted. It was the Niner game. That's right. Niners and Eagles game. Yeah. Because it was, it was two a two and, and a half, half on yeah. Tuesday, and I locked in the bet. Okay. And then. So well, how do you feel? That's okay. You're part of the segment, too. So we'll give him the three. That's You fine. don't want to give him the hook, do you? I don't want to give him the hook. Okay. I, I mean, I want to give you him want the it. hook. Yeah. He needs the hook, the hook here. That's a, that's a big difference right there. Three and a half and three is a big difference. If the Bengals are for real, even with Browning, let's cover the number against Vikings. But the Viking defense has been really good lately. Yeah, didn't what it was the three nothing against the Raiders last weekend. Yes. Flores is a blitzing machine, man. Yeah, so we'll see what lot. happens. Okay. Uh is it me or you? Go ahead. I think you won the week before. Okay. I'll take uh this is pretty simple. I'm just tired of overlooking bad quarterbacks and teams and not picking against them. I'm gonna do it. I think this is a good spot, actually. Kansas City just had a national meltdown. Ooh. They had to apologize for it, they had to walk it back. They're tight end, not named Travis Kelsey. Justin Watson was like, We're studying more tape this week. They're playing the Patriots, who just won a football game. I'm just going to fade a bad team, and I'm going to pick a good team to respond in a spot. Give me Kansas City minus the eight. Dear God, do not allow the Patriots to score a single point. And Patrick, please just hit Travis Kelsey for Taylor Swift's birthday present, and let's cover this number. There was a legitimate column that came out yesterday having to explain why Travis Kelsey was not at... Taylor Swift's oh, birthday party. This well, he week. threw her one a couple days prior with he his did. family and friends. He so. did. But she had a big bash though. And in there was NYC. There was yeah. an article that came out. Well, he's actually practicing with his team, and he takes his career very seriously. Oh, so God. that's why he was not at her birthday celebration. <laughs> that was a real life article that All came right. out. Uh, my first bet. I'm going to take the team that I'm picking to win the Super Bowl. Ken Barkley said it. Swag capitalized on it last week. I was kicking myself for not locking that one in earlier. I think the 49ers are the best team in the Ooh. NFL. I think they're blowing everybody out. Uh, uh, there might be a slight look ahead spot here because they get the Ravens next weekend on what the day after Christmas on like a, or maybe Christmas night. Um, I, I just I love the 49ers in this spot. I feel like they play well traditionally when they go to Arizona. They're laying less than two touchdowns. I don't think the Cardinals are very good. I'm laying the wood with the 49ers minus 12 against Arizona. All right. All right. Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Weather's supposed to be crappy in Cleveland. Uh, Joe Flacco just got paid. Uh, Bears and Browns. The total is 38 and a half. Nah. This no. Yeah. Pull that drop. We're not doing anything in this one. I'm taking the under. 38 and a half, you said? Yes. Okay, 38 and a half. Spray pick two. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a uh sorry, I was writing that down. I'm gonna play the over. I have not had success on the overs, but I can't quit you. I can't quit you. <laughs> I want points. I'm tired of seeing these unders hit every week, and I'm just gonna keep hoping to God I hit on the week that it does go over. I don't have a lot of confidence in either one of these defenses. I saw one get torched in the rain, a monsoon-like weather against Baltimore. I've seen another defense get housed by Miami. Let's just score points in Commanders Rams over 50 and a half, please. Commanders Rams, interesting pick. I've, I've been eyeing it. I don't think the defenses are very good. I Come 50 on. or 50 and a half, would you say there? Uh, it's 50 and a half 50 at, and a half, at okay. Vegas Insiders. So. Um all right, interesting pick. Uh pick number 2 for me. I'm going with a game we talked about earlier on. I teased it and I I like their chances. They're a better team at home. The other team's not very good on the road. I think this is a desperation spot. 
for the Buffalo Bills. Dallas is coming off the emotional high of beating Philadelphia. Now they got to go on the road and play in the rain against the Bills. I think Josh Allen gets the win. They're laying less than a field goal. I like that at home. I think they win the game by three. I'm taking the Bills minus two at home against Dallas. Uh, final one for me, Nashville. Sunday morning, the Titans coming off that miracle win in Miami where the Dolphins uh, forgot to play the last three minutes of the game. Uh, the t- Texans don't know who their quarterback's going to be. They don't know if Nico Collins is going to be there. They need They him. don't know if Will Anderson Jr. is going to be is available Schultz to back play. too? Dalton Schultz? Don't know if Dalton Schultz is back. They're also missing but, a lineman. <laughs> uh, they got too many questions. Guys haven't practiced all week. They got to travel. Uh, the Titans are just playing free now. I, I They're kind of on the outside of the playoff chase. Will Levis, uh, not pressure here necessarily. I like them at home, minus three. Okay. That's an interesting pick, man. The confidence in which you're picking this Titans game that is, is it's truly, pick. like, impressive. I, I'm take, not kidding. I take a wheelbarrow around, man. Isn't it so funny how, life. how uh, like, a winning weekend, isn't it? Because like, I'm now the opposite. I was feeling great about every pick I was making. I got back-to-back <laughs> one in two weeks, and now I'm second-guessing every thought that I have. Why would I gamble on that team? I wanted to gamble the under last night, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to stay away. And then I looked at the score at halftime. It was 42 to nothing. Man. I'm seeing some games this week that I love, and then I like talk myself out of it. <laughs> like Falcons are only a three point favorite in Carolina. It makes no sense in my brain. All right, what's your last pick? Uh, you know, the only thing I've been cashing lately uh, are the Denver Broncos props and and picks. F it, I'll roll with it. Really, Broncos plus four and a half at Detroit. Okay, I just don't know if Detroit should be favored by many teams. Yeah. And Denver's in a playoff race right now. They're a game back of the old Chiefs. Uh, for the division, so I don't. I'm not that confident in Denver, but also the Lions for like over a month have looked a little funky. Denver's defense has rebounded pretty nicely the last month or so. I'm getting four and a half points. It was either this or the Giants plus six because I like the Giants at the Saints too. I'll take the Broncos. Broncos country, let's ride again. Broncos plus four and a half. I liked that game earlier on the other side, and I said to you, Detroit's better at home, and you said they lost to, they should have lost the game to the Bears. They lost to the Packers. They got housed by the Packers. Like, "Ah, you know what, valid points. I'm going to stay away from that one. Last pick for me, I'm going to Monday Night Football right here on 1080 The Fan. I think Philly is desperate. We mentioned earlier, if they went out, they win the NFC East. They understand that. They won a home playoff game. Uh, Potentially still uh, uh, getting the first round by. They're still in the mix for that. I'm taking the Eagles on the road. I think Seattle's limping to the finish line. I think they're done. I don't know who's going to be in a quarterback. Doesn't Mm. really matter to me. I think the Eagles have a get-right spot in Seattle. Tough place to play, but I just don't trust the Seahawks right now. I'm taking the Eagles minus three in Seattle. Uh, Here we go. Quick picks. I am on the 49ers minus 12, the Bills minus two against the Cowboys, and the Eagles minus three in Seattle. Sprague on the Chiefs minus eight against the Pats, the Commanders and Rams over a 50 and a half, and then the Broncos plus four and a half against the Lions. And Swag is on the Bengals minus three tomorrow morning against the Vikings, Bears, Browns under of 38 and a half, and then the Titans minus three against the Texans. And Spraking the Line brought to you by Counseling. Whether it's punching teammates or following Sprague's gambling advice, <laughs> Counseling can help. Absolutely. And Spraking the Line brought to you by Preferred Seating. Maybe if Brandon stopped making horrible picks and won a bet occasionally, he could afford more than 400-level seats to watch his beloved Blazers. <laughs> there you go. Let's do the payoff of the Civil War bet. Not the payoff, but the decision of what it will be. Oh. We'll pick that. You can watch it live on YouTube. Close it up next on The Fan. There you go. Fist pumping your way into the weekend every single Friday. I love that we have to pretend to care about the L.A. Clippers. It's so funny to me that since they got Kawhi and Paul, it's like, anytime we do the Lakers, let's also throw the Clippers in this now. The city doesn't even care about that team. 
No, they don't. Why are we debating? More impressive team, Lakers or Clippers? Got a first take thing going on right now. Been doing this yeah. for four years. Yeah, How about the impressive? team that hasn't even been to an NBA Finals? <laughs> getting them out of there. <laughs> I thought that last night watching, or not watching, but seeing the final score of the Charger game, I thought it's a bummer they don't play in a city that actually cares about them because then fans could legitimately be pissed and go be vocal. And But there's, no, I, yeah. I would make an argument there's more Charger fans in the state of Oregon than there are in Los Angeles. I think you'd maybe there win There were probably the more media at Shohei's press conference <laughs> yes. than the Chargers game. Yes, there's no doubt about well, that. Well, somebody said, Chargers fans got to be irate. I go, they, I just think they don't they, have they're right. they've been irate since they got ditched. <laughs> They're in San Diego, yes. of course. The people in San Diego are not happy. All right, we got to do this quickly. Take your hat off real quick. So unless you want to use my hat. This is ridiculous. All right. Shuffle them up. This will be the Civil War bet. We'll try and pay it off on Friday. Or excuse me, on Monday. Because Swag's last show is Monday. And then you're going to Hawaii. Here we go. He's drawing. Drawing. There's four options in there. Some certainly worse than others. I don't know what it is. It's right here. Oh, right here. There. What did what I get? What's my fate? All right, here we go. What's my fate? See what we got. Oh, please don't be the soup. Anything but the soup. <laughs> you got the quack man. <laughs> what? You have to wear Oregon gear for an entire show and talk nothing but positive things about the Ducks for three hours. Can you come up with duck gear for Monday? Do you need me to bring him any Oregon gear? Are you going to get bring the binky? Yeah, I can get duck gear. Well, that's not the binky. The binky was the smudge. You didn't get the smudge. Oh, the smudge was so a separate. Yeah, okay. You don't have to do it. The quack man, I'm in. I'll bring some Oregon gear for you on All Monday. Right. All Can't right. wait to talk about the Ducks when they sign Walter Nolan, Dante Moore, and an Oklahoma offensive lineman this week. Yeah, I can't. Let's go, buddy. We can't wait. Fired up. Yeah. Fired up. All right, that'll do it for us. If you missed any of the show, go check the Service Patriots podcast, 1080thefan.com. Uh, the YouTube, thanks everybody for watching. Make sure to subscribe and like the video. Watch the Winterhawks against the Spokane Chiefs tomorrow night on the CW. That will do it for us. We'll talk to you Monday at 6 a.m. Calling us next, listening to 1080 The Fan.